Welcome to Employment Matters with the Barbados Employers Confederation, where Team BEC will provide information on various employment areas. My name is Shanika Best from the Barbados Employers Confederation. Today we will be talking a bit about safety and health compliance and business continuity. The Safety and Health at Work Act, also known as the Shaw Act, requires us to be compliant in many areas to ensure that our employees, visitors, and customers are safe. Of course, we cannot talk about safety and health compliance and business continuity without mentioning the word COVID. COVID-19 accelerated many of our safety and health management systems as it required us to pay closer attention to the safety and health of our employees, visitors, and customers. Safety and health compliance is one of the areas within our businesses that often gets the least attention. However, when accidents, incidents, and near misses occur, then it becomes the focus of our attention and underscores the importance of having a proactive versus a reactive safety and health management system. The benefits of a safety and health management system that is proactive are it minimizes the likelihood of unfortunate occurrences. It maximizes the sense of well-being and productivity. It improves the organization's reputation and image in the public, as well as customers, prospective employees, trade unions, and competitors. It positively impacts turnover and staff relations. The disadvantages of a reactive safety and health management system are Accidents and near misses, of course. Increased ill health in and around the business. Increased cost of operations in areas such as insurance, accident investigation, worker replacement, government fines, etc. Likely loss of goodwill, likely loss of reputation, difficulty attracting quality workers and customers. At the BC, we assist businesses, both small and large, with the implementation and usage of an effective safety and health management system. This includes assistance with areas such as policy implementation. Your safety and health policy is the engine behind every other area that you will seek to implement for safety and health in your business or at your workplace. It is from your policy that the other areas are mapped out such as risk assessments and inspections, training programs to sensitize your staff complement, safety and health procedures for documenting accidents, incidents and near misses, installation of a safety and health committee, emergency evacuation procedures, to name a few. At the BC, we offer an all-inclusive package called the OSHBOX. OSH is the acronym for Occupational Safety and Health. The OSHBOTS can help with jumpstarting your business's safety and health management system. It is a resource box that provides businesses with all the documentary requirements for compliance with the Shaw Act and allows for a smooth implementation. Some of the documents included in the resource box are a draft safety and health policy. The policy arrangements will include things such as employee training, first aid, risk assessment, fire safety, safety consultation, machine safeguarding, accident investigation, and accident reporting. The box also includes a compliance checklist 
which is user-friendly to allow employees to facilitate prompt checks and balances. A safety delegate or committee operational manual. This manual will detail the protocols and procedures for the safety delegate or committee that will assist with maintaining order and transparency. A draft safety committee terms of reference. The terms of reference will include the scope and limitations of safety and health activities. Inspection records. These documents can be quickly implemented by the business to capture when inspections are facilitated and the recurring dates for completion. Risk assessment forms. These forms can be used to detail the current safety and health management system in place, which areas need to be addressed and the timelines to address these areas. And finally, a code of discipline, which outlines the resulting actions and procedures for non-compliance. The OSH box can be easily converted to become your safety and health general register. The general register should be kept for a period of at least six years after the date of the last entry as required by the Act or for longer periods as may be required. It should be available for inspection by an inspector or doctor or by the members of the Safety and Health Committee. If COVID-19 has taught us anything to date, it is that we should not delay in the area of safety and health. Added to this is our obligation as employers under the Safety and Health Act to ensure compliance in this very important area. Two key areas we will highlight from the Act today is under the General Duties Part 2 Section 6, Number 5 and 6, which outlines, It shall be the duty of every employer to ensure, so far as is reasonably practical, the health, safety and welfare at work of all employees. Reasonably practical can be defined as a computation in which the significance of risk is placed on one scale and the sacrifice involved in the measures necessary for preventing the risk, whether in time, money or trouble, is placed in the other. One may ask, why is it important to know about reasonably practical? It is important because it is fundamental to the work of the entire business or organization. Policymakers and those engaged in the safety and health system delivery need to know about so far as is reasonably practical because when proposals are developed for action, the controls must decrease risk. Enforcers need to know about so far as is reasonably practical because they will have to decide whether duty holders have reduced their risks or if the business has complied with the law. Technical specialists need to know about so far as is reasonably practical to allow them to make a decision about whether control measures reduce risk or if it helps them to identify the standards of risk control that are as low as reasonably practical. Part 2, Section 6, Number 6 outlines, without prejudice to the generality of an employer duty under subsection 5, the matters to which that duty extends. This includes the provision and maintenance of work systems, the arrangements for ensuring so far as is reasonably practical, the absence of risks to health in connection with use, the provision of instruction, training, and supervision as is necessary to ensure that employees are safe, so far as is reasonably practical in regards to any place of work, the maintenance of its condition that is safe,
and without risk to health and safety. These obligations provide a guideline into understanding that the requirements for an employer must be met at minimum or exceed what is outlined in the Act. Hi, I am Dylan Downs, Labor Management Advisor, also with the Barbados Employers Confederation. Now, Shanika, I agree with you 100% with respect to ensuring compliance from a safety and health perspective. But in addition to that, I want to spend some time talking about business continuity planning. Now, this year will definitely go down in business continuity planning history. The first weeks of 2020 ushered in a growing pandemic of the COVID-19, as Shanika mentioned earlier. And now we are officially in the hurricane season, which is expected to be an active season. Therefore, companies today face an unprecedented number of exposures and emerging risks. Some of these exposures and risks can be managed by developing and implementing a comprehensive business continuity plan for the survival of your business. Some persons may ask, what is a business continuity plan? Which is a very good question. Now, a business continuity plan usually outlines procedures and instructions a business must follow in the face of any natural disasters, severe market conditions, or sudden changes in leadership. One of the major questions asked by employers is, why do I need a business continuity plan? An employer should consider a business continuity plan because it is one of the most essential components of any recovery strategy. Unfortunately, not every company develops a plan. This may be for various reasons. However, I found it prudent to share some of the misconceptions and realities about business continuity planning and why it is so important in these times. The first misconception and what we usually hear at the BEC is, our people will know what to do in an emergency. That is definitely not correct. Take it from me, because in my previous role, the expectation was that I knew what to do in the event of an emergency. And during the very first emergency, I can assure you I did everything incorrectly, which could have resulted in injuries or even fatalities. But everything worked out for the good and that motivated me to educate myself on the process and to learn more, hence the reason I can share this information with you today. Therefore, even your best employees cannot be expected to know what to do when a disaster strikes. Leaving employees to respond in his or her own way only adds to confusion and can end up with an outcome which could be life-threatening. That is why, Having a well-documented business continuity plan in advance, and also, which is very important, training your employees to follow it gets everyone on the same page and also helps to ensure a safe and timely recovery. Another misconception that we will usually hear is, we have insurance to cover our losses. Now, insurance is warranted. However, insurance alone is not a business continuity strategy. Proper coverage is a significant and important part of the plan, but it may not fully cover some of the damages from an event, such as loss of customers, loss of market shares, or even setbacks in development or releasing of a new product. Additionally, we always advise businesses to consult with their insurance agent to understand what is and is not covered under their policy. 
If you've never checked before, please do so today because I am sure you'll be surprised what is uncovered or what will be uncovered. Uh, Shanika, being a safety and a health specialist, I am sure that you would have heard on several occasions that a business continuity plan and a disaster recovery plan are the same thing. Therefore, if a company has a disaster recovery plan, they don't need a business continuity plan. Is there any truth to something such as that? No, a business continuity plan is a proactive plan to avoid and mitigate risk associated with a disruption of operations. It details steps to be taken before, during, and after an event to maintain the financial viability of the company. On the other hand, a disaster recovery plan is a reactive plan for responding after an event. It deals with the safety and restoration of critical personnel, locations, and operational procedures after a disaster and is a part of business continuity planning. So in essence, Shanika, it is better to be proactive than reactive. Hence the reason employers, a business continuity plan is so important and both components are covered in the one document as opposed to having two documents. So I know that you're probably asking, what does a business continuity plan typically include? And to provide some clarity to that, it usually would include identifying the common and not so common threats such as IT outages, the cyber attacks, data breaches, adverse weather, you know, fires, security incidents, and even safety and health incidents. You should also determine who can declare a company emergency or a disaster. In addition to that, you should determine your effective communication plan, identify backup facilities or if remote working is gonna be allowed, list the emergency client and employee contact numbers, the insurance, financial, and legal contact information, a sound disaster recovery systems, and also hardware and software inventory listing should be provided. Once the business continuity plan is in place, you should test the plan for efficiency. It is also recommended that businesses test the efficiency of their plan at least twice a year. Common tests include risk assessments, structured walkthroughs, or drills. Additionally, I would advise that employers bring key personnel together at least once a year to review the plan and discuss any areas that must be modified. Prior to this review, you should also endeavor to solicit feedback from staff to incorporate into the plan. Ask all departments to review the plan to ensure that it is a sound plan and is also an effective plan. The Barbados Employers Confederation provides workplace solutions to all employers in human resources management, safety and health, as well as training and development. Let us help with your employment questions. Contact us today at 435-4753 or visit our website, barbadosemployers.com. Barbados Employers Confederation, shaping workplace policy.